From COK Studios in Bob Garfield's garden, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the recent confusion around President Trump's reversals on policy and party allegiances. We'll also consider the battle over holidays going on among U.S. retailers. And we'll consider that Old King Cole was a merry old soul. And a merry old soul was he. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Ball Gags Etc., your number one choice for discount hardcore erotica and S&M supplies. Come in today for a Game of Thrones role-playing sex guide and get a free pair of padded handcuffs. Ball Gags Etc., the safe word is savings. And the Fun Fund. Committed to fundamentally funding fun for fierce fans of fun since 1970 fun! This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. There have been a variety of mixed messages coming from the Trump administration in the past week, which are causing confusion and anger from his supporters as he's turning his back on his agenda and his own party. President Trump has recently shown more willingness to work with Democrats on legislation, as well as potentially reverse his stance on the Paris Climate Agreement and the DACA. Republican leaders are trying to keep calm, but this shift by Trump is giving some in his party pause. Conservative pundits like Sean Hannity and Ann Coulter are also starting to turn on Trump, making it difficult to know what the president will do next. Will he stay the course and work with Democrats, or will he pivot again to save face with his own party and base? I chatted with senior Trump advisor Vance Blumpkin yesterday, as well as shrill pundit Ann Coulter, about what comes next for the president. The president has done some about-faces on policy and has begun working with Democrats. Is this a problem? Not at all. The president wants to work with everyone. Democrats and Republicans, men and women, whites and Caucasians. Everyone. He's just bringing people together to get things done. He's a man of action. He'll actually be unveiling a new hat this week that says Man of Action on it. You can buy one for only $34.99 on the Trump for President website. It's tremendous. It comes in red, white, and camo. Thank you, Vance. Miss Coulter, you've said that Trump has betrayed his base with his recent changes on DACA. Oh, He's in big trouble. If he thinks he can join up with those tree-hugging, hippie, communist, un-American, liberal nightmare, socialist, trashy... I'm sorry, I forgot what I was saying. But I think he should be impeached now. Those are very extreme words. Oh, that's nothing. I'm working on a new book all about this called Trump is a Treasonous Pigman, The Liberalification of Better White America. Sounds compelling? But the fact is that while 71% of strong Trump approvers feel that rescinding DACA was the right thing to do, only 27% of people who strongly approve of Trump said that they want Congress to pass a law that removes or deports dreamers. Those wimps just don't have the guts to kick those kids out, but I do. I'll take them all back to Mexico myself. I've got time. Hell, I'll carry them out of our country with my bare hands. I know my arms are just skin and bone, but I'm wiry, and I can probably take two or three dreamers at a time. Watch me. Vance, is the president doing the right thing, or just trying to get more people to like him? First of all, we love the dreamers. They have dreams, and we want to help them reach their dreams. They dream, just like anyone else. The best dreams. Such dreams. We just want to undo anything President Obama did. That I can get behind. 
Is all of this a ploy to dupe the liberals into supporting the president while he still cultivates support from his base by committing to building a wall at the same time he gets dreamers on his side by saving them and looking good in the process? Is it? We can talk policy all day, or we can talk about these new hats. I think Anne would look good in this new camo one. Doesn't she need one that says woman of action, though? No, I'm not falling for that equal pay crap. Women deserve less and don't need their own hat, you liberal commie. Fake news! Okay, then. See, it really accentuates your razor-sharp collarbones. I sharpened them this morning. So, the takeaways are that the president may indeed be shifting in his thinking, or he may just be looking for more people to like him, or he may be planning on some greater move to dupe the Democrats, or he may just be acting purely on uninformed knee-jerk instinct. We'll have to wait and see which it is. For COK News, I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to holidays. It seems as if stores are putting out holiday items and decor earlier and earlier every year. September 1st marked the beginning of the Halloween season as specialty stores opened, and Starbucks began selling the popular seasonal drink, the pumpkin spice latte. We here at COK investigated why this seasonal shift is happening. Cordell Nutbrock has the story. Even though Halloween isn't until the last day of October, and fall doesn't technically begin until mid-September, stores are jumping the gun and selling Halloween and autumnal items earlier and earlier. Why is this happening, and will it create fatigue by the time Halloween actually arrives? No, people love to celebrate holidays as early as humanly possible. We've proven it. Marina Jessup is a marketing and branding consultant that has worked with all the top chain stores, and she says that her firm is single-handedly responsible for holiday items coming out well before normally acceptable. I'm the one that said that Christmas begins in October, Halloween begins at the end of August, and Valentine's Day begins the day after New Year's. Well, but why is that? People love anticipating holidays. The anticipation of a holiday is infinitely better than the day itself. For example, the lead-up to Christmas is so amazing and magical. Everyone feels all the warmth of the holiday and they want to buy the presents and decorations and listen to Christmas songs. They love it. And the earlier, the better. It gets so much worse as you get close to the holiday because you face the reality of having to spend time with family and regretting your lavish spending and the stress of the actual day of the holiday. Oh, I see. Once you get close to the holiday, you're really just ready for it to be over and to move on to the next thing. So that means you have to market the next holiday earlier and earlier? Of course. It's our job to make the excitement of the next holiday better than the one you just celebrated. I want people buying Halloween stuff as soon as the 4th of July is over. We're going to be earlier and more in your face every single year. Marina says her firm is working with major stores and restaurants to churn out holiday items insanely early. Yeah, Marina told me that we needed to get our Christmas stuff out in September, Halloween in July, 4th of July in April, Easter in January, Valentine's in October, and then the next year we'll bring Christmas out in July, Halloween in May, 4th of July in February, and Valentine's the previous August. I think it might be a little off-putting to our customers, but she knows her stuff. 
Ernie Klepper is the owner of Metro Mart stores and has been working with Marina to overhaul their holiday planning. They were bringing their Christmas stuff out after Thanksgiving and their Halloween stuff out at the beginning of October. It was just, ugh. How can you get people properly excited about the next holiday if your products only come out a month before? They need to take a page out of Walmart's book. I'm really excited to start bringing out our stuff prematurely. I've always loved Halloween, so now I can celebrate it in August. Oh, but don't you worry that having holiday items out so far in advance will just burn people out? <laughs> nope. If they get burned out, we'll just shove the next holiday in their big fat faces. Tired of Halloween? Here's Christmas. Arbor Day Blues? Flag Day will just take them away. Over for Valentine's Day? Blam! It's Easter, bitch! It's a great formula. Despite the possible irritation of having holidays come months and months early, consumers don't seem to mind so far. I'm off to get a pumpkin spice latte and some candy corn. Yum! For COK News, I'm Cordell Nutrock. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because we all need a win, even if it's a little one. Kudos to Mary Harriman in Denver for remembering the exact measurements of her furnace filter when she went to Home Depot last week. It's not an easy thing to remember, and we're glad you didn't need to make another trip out to get the right size. 25 by 16 by 1 is the size of this Big Little Win. Our other Big Little Win comes from Gabby Zamora in Columbus, Ohio, who finished binging 30 Rock for the fourth time on Netflix before it is removed from the streaming service, even though it will probably be back in like six months. We know how you feel. We'll miss the adventures of Liz Lemon too, Gabby. If you or someone you know has a Big Little Win, let us know by posting on our Facebook wall or sending us a tweet. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com for more news and stories. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. If you want to download the podcast, you can do it at iTunes or at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. You're who? I'm Connor Bentley. (laughs) (laughs) Of the Newport (laughs) Bentley.